The following episode is brought to you by Poison City Brewing, proud makers of Durban Poison Cannabis Lager, the beer that invites you to live your poison. Just for, for, for clarity, or anyone who, who might be listening to this right now, um, we've got Zaz on the show, and it's basically just my, myself and I. This is almost like a do-over, considering that we literally just had a session just now, and technology just wouldn't really agree with us. So, yeah, so having a second go at it, I hope it's going to be a lot better. Um, we are in lockdown and yeah, I'm really looking forward to this chat. And you know, just to begin with, um, you, you had already started telling me Zaz about how you've sort of moved from Ashburton, um, and you're now based in in Kloof. You know, I think this would be a pretty good point to start at um, right now for anyone who's listening. Um, you know, how has that transition been for you? Um, and what would you say some of the the differences are between where you used to stay? Uh, near Peter Marsburg and Kloof and, and how have you sort of been adjusting to, to life, you know, this side? So I haven't been living in Ashburton too long before. So I think I was in Ashburton for about three years. So to give a little bit more of the background, I was in Ashburton for three years. Before that, I was in Bainesville for a little bit. And before that, I was in Glenwood. I was in Morningside. Um... I was also in Westville for a little bit and back in Marysburg before that. And I grew up actually in Tolton, um, in Gauteng. But so transitioning from Ashburton to Kloof particularly was, it was quite interesting because I'm quite used to the dry air in Ashburton because I feel that it's, I kind of want to say deserty, but it's not deserty because it's still really green and vibrant. But I feel like um, more of like the aloes and cactus things grow much better in the climate there because it's a little bit more drier. Um, but Kloof certainly is not dry, not at all. And the only thing that I'm just trying to adjust mainly to like climate-wise is just trying to get used to the humidity and in my house just trying to adjust like with your clothes you don't want your clothes to smell like humid you know so it's just things like that otherwise I think because the distance isn't too far from Ashburton to Kloof I know it's like a 30-40 minute drive depending um the rest of my life hasn't changed too much um I still go to studio I still go to work um if there's gigs it's just a little bit easier now for me to get to gigs whereas before it's just that extra travel time really yeah, and and you know, obviously, for you being being an artist, and you obviously you, you've moved, or rather, you've been moving quite a lot. You know, would you say you take a bit of each environment or each space that you're in for the time being, and sort of incorporate that within your music? Like, for example, with some of the experiences that you had growing up in Joburg, some of the experiences that you've had in Glenwood. Um, you know, Ashburton, wherever you go, you know, do you carry a piece of, of each place and sort of incorporate that within the music that you make? Yeah, I think to a point, definitely. Um, I think more so, though, it's more about the life experiences that's going around rather than the places. So some places will have better memories. So growing up on a farm, for example, um, I've always thought that that's why I'm a little bit more into the country 
country music rather than like pop or things like that. Um, yeah, but I think more for me would be more like life experiences, heartbreak. That's kind of or like love and all those kind of things is more where the music stemmed from, especially for the album. Yeah, and, and I think that's a very interesting point. You know, we, we need to get to the album uh, later on in the show. But you really intrigued me there when you mentioned, you know, that you're into country music. Because you'll find that, you know, before there was a time, you know, before um, I work where I currently work now, where I had to sort of go through like this three-month tr- period uh, working at a certain music store. And what I do remember is that, you know, my knowledge of country music before working there um, was basically just the American artists and stuff. And then, you know, from working there, I actually realized that there actually is sort of like a, a th- I wouldn't say thriving, but it's it's very present, like when it comes to country music here in South Africa, especially, you know, in the, the Afrikaans, you know, it's art music and all that. Would you say, you know, we obviously did mention some of your, your influences, you know, before you got cut off, you know, Carrie Underwood, um, Pink, Kelly Clarkson and whatnot. You know, are, are there any South African you know, country singers or maybe even Afrikaans, you know, vocalists that you, you, you look up to and, and sort of draw inspiration from? I'm not sure. I'm not sure that I'm um, very familiar with the, like the country music scene. I know Blackbird, Blackbird was quite a cool, Blackbird's quite um, a cool band, like all the duo or trio that they are. And their music's really great. Um, there was also a while back, I don't know if they are still playing, is there was a band called The Arrows. Um, they had a really cool vibe as well, probably more folky. I don't know if they were really country. But yeah, I think more for me was uh, currently is mainly the country American artists because I feel like they're pushing boundaries a little bit and going a little bit further. So they're trying to push country a little bit further than old school country. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, just considering, you know, country music on its own, like I didn't mention it, it's not exactly thriving. It's just, it, it is very much present. And a lot of the people from this country, you know, are are sort of exposed to the, the country music that comes from abroad and stuff. Um, with you um, being a South African artist and sort of, you know, being on that sort of country music tip, and you know enjoying that kind of music and all that what is it you know besides obviously being passionate about it and 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 loving it from sort of a business perspective that made you be like okay this is the genre that i'm going to do especially considering that it's not really the biggest genre here in south africa so so what made you be like you know what i'm going to do country regardless of that so for me it's the music thing wasn't ever or well, it's not that it wasn't ever. It's like it's not in my reach. I can't like I'd love to be huge and famous and all those things, but I wanted more than that to love the songs that I'm singing and relate to the songs that I'm singing and be proud of the songs and music that I'm putting out. So for me, country music was that. I feel like I could put my story into it, and um, because I'm so passionate about it. I feel that people will enjoy it more because it's coming from a good place. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And obviously, you know, looking at your lyrical content and all that, you know, for anyone who's looking forward to listening um, to to, to some of your music or anyone who has really listened to it as yet, you know, what what would you say um, you mainly talk about in your music? 
So for the first album, um, it took about two years to write and I um, co-wrote it with my producer. And it was kind of with a journey that I was going through in life at that point. And um, we, yeah, so like I said, we took two years. So it was a little bit of everything. And there was a lot of, a lot of the songs are heartbreak, but I also wanted songs that would relate to somebody. So my, whenever I listen to music, it either must have a really good beat or it must have amazing lyrics that like your jaw drops and you, you know, zoning out to the lyrics. So I wanted the songs to be songs that were heartfelt, that people would be inspired by and, you know, kind of say, oh my word, you have to listen to the song and then, you know, share with your friends. So there are some like happy songs, I think, and there's some really sad songs and then there's a lot of inspirational songs because I'm all about girl power and just trying to be strong on my own. So that's, so why I say two years, you can see with the songs that there were different moments and different journeys um, throughout those two years. And you can see that in the lyrical contents. Yeah. And just looking at the fact, you know, that, that you named the album, These First Steps, you know, um, tell me a bit more about that. You know, is that in line with, you know, the, the journey, you know, and, and what sort of significance, you know, do the first steps have, um, you know, when looking at the album as a whole? So the reason I wanted it to be called These First Steps is because I kind of don't want it to be, I don't want it to just be one album. And I'm hoping that one day there'll be a second album and maybe a third. But the reason I said These First Steps is this is the beginning. This is this is where I'm starting at. Um, I'm, not, I'm not Pink or Kelly Clarkson that can, you know, boom come out with everything but this is just the beginning and take it for where it is you know mm, yeah and just looking at you know eclipse as a single as well what made you pick this song you know as the one that's going to be you know the hit single basically so i feel like eclipse although it is country it's more on the country pop side um and because of that i feel like it could do better in south africa because people enjoy, I think people enjoy pop music more than country music. Obviously, we said that the Afrikaans music scene is different because they love their country music. But I feel that it's quite a a great song for everybody. Like anybody can relate to it. Everybody's gone through a heartbreak. Um, you can close your eyes, you can sing along, you can dance along. So I thought that this would be a great song to put out there. We'll be right back. But you still loading them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping. You feel me? Loading them up on. It, it only takes structure. And, and, you know, just paying attention to the climate of the game. Yeah. Know what I mean? So do do your homies uh got a role in your in your little, you mean? Yeah, yeah. We all we all artists over here, man. I'm trying to oh, yeah, I'm trying, yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying, oh, yeah. I'm trying to get them on there. Yeah. We all artists, man. We go you feel me? We gonna have this like Bro. Me and my man, like me and my man Kyle, we be like, I don't know, we play, we play with this <laughs> shit right now. I gotta lie, we play with this shit right now for for. Oh, I gotta don't play with it. Take that shit serious. And you know, there's, it's, what's really beautiful about this is that you can really just see 
you know, um, basically I'm getting a lot of perspective and a lot of insights on, on the process that went behind making some of the songs that you've been making. You mentioned the album there. And, you know, the one thing that also stands out is the fact that Shadows has been playlisted on so many radio stations. Is this something that you sort of, you know, foresaw or, or, or sort of like, did you expect, you know, for, for some of your music to be doing this well, especially Shadows? Well... I think Shadows is such a great song on its own. And again, it's one of those songs um, that I think can relate to a lot of people. That like moment where you find the person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with. That, you know, that love moment. So I think because of that and because of the type of song, it is great that it's doing so well. I didn't expect it to, but I know that my producer, this Shadows was a song that he thought would do the best out of all of them. It's not the first time that you're mentioning your producer as well. You know, how did you guys actually link up? Um, how do you guys know each other? And what is it that you, you really enjoy sort of working with him? Because it does seem like he has, you know, he knows his stuff. I mean, he, he predicted that, you know, Shadows would do so so well. So, yeah, so tell me a bit more about that, that relationship there, yourself and, and your producer. So, funny enough, I started, so I've always been singing, um, always, when I was little, always. So I was doing a lot of karaoke, of course. <laughs> and um, I had done quite a few karaoke competitions and he saw, my producer saw me sing at, I think my second karaoke competition. And then my third karaoke competition, he was judging and I had won that karaoke competition. And after I'd won it, he had offered me the recording contract to work with him. So we started working in studio and he basically said, what, what do you want to, what songs do you want out there? What do you want your genre to be? What do you want? You know, basically. And, uh, you know, it was an um and ah, because I kind of started out like maybe the pop thing because I wasn't like sure. But then there was a point where I was adamant I wanted to do country. No matter what, whether it's going to be, big or not I wanted to do country and we've always worked really well together um we can sit and maybe like two three hours work on a song and come up with the lyrical content and the production content all those kind of things and sometimes it flows really well sometimes it doesn't like anything there's good days and bad days but he definitely pushed me to um, be vulnerable with the songs um and yeah, like, just got me to dig deeper than just being, you know, like a boring song, like dig deep and create great lyrics and all those kind of things. And I would maybe come up with a line or something like that. And what was great is he would be like, okay, maybe look at it like this. Maybe we should write it like this. So it was so cool to get to work with him because he's um, already an award-winning songwriter. So it was nice to learn and it was such a great experience throughout the whole album getting to push myself and learn how songwriting works that is that is very beautiful you know how you guys actually linked up initially the one thing that really just pops up as well you know or stands out is obviously your your stage name being zaz is there any story behind that like at all 
because I mean it's 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 quite unique as well. You know, I, I literally don't know of any other artist in this world by the name of Zaz, and that's something that you find uh, being a common occurrence where you'll find that artists. You know, you'll find uh, someone who's maybe starting out in music. They come up with the name, and it's already taken or whatever. But they keep pushing with it. So, is there any story behind your stage name being Zaz? So my my full name is Zandria, um, and growing up, people have always called me Zaz, Zazzy, Zazikins, all these kind of things throughout. <laughs> so, um, I wanted Zaz, like, and my producer was like, mm, I don't think it's a good idea. Like, because Zandria Denobriga, my full name, would maybe be a little bit um, more specific, you know? But I was adamant and, um, like, pink is pink. It's four letters, that's it. So I was adamant that it would be Zaz, and that's what I decided. And funny enough, there's actually a French singer called Zaz, which I only found out later. <laughs> but she's Zaz with one Z. So it's a little bit different. Um, so it is interesting to to see that there is, but yeah. So, but it's funny enough when you see when you know Zaz. Like if you Google Zaz, it's funny because there's other things that come up. I think I've even seen like like a Sonic Hedgehog thing come up. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. Looking at um, basically your 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 performances and and you know your gigging career and all that you know there's, there's quite a long list of places that you've actually played you know barnyard theater silver star gold reef city you've played all over the place um you know what would you say you've learned over the years um you know through your experience of of playing so many venues what has that sort of taught you and something that you could also just pass on to someone who's you know wanting to to start gigging and all that there i think the main thing is that it was great to do the barnyards and the rockwoods and all those things um and probably in my most memorable shows but just as great as those are some of the smaller venues were just as um, memorable and beautiful and you get to push yourself a little bit more if you are singing to a crowd of 10, you know, just a random number, but if you're singing to 10 people, you need to sing with the same passion, the same stage presence, all those things that you would if you were singing to 200, 300, 1,000 people. So I think mainly, you know, no matter where you sing, no matter what, you just got to put the same amount of effort and passion into it. Yeah, and what would you say, you know, from when you started, you know, playing live shows and all that, which, well, till, till the present day, um, which gig would you say sort of stands out, you know, and, and why does that one stand out for you? So I think it would probably be the Rockwood show um, that we did in 2019. And the reason, um, also just to put everybody in the picture, but the reason that I got to perform at all these amazing places and also not being in the music industry very long, um, was because I got to open up for a band called Parable 15, um, and they've just signed to Just Music. So because of their success, I got to tag along and put my music out there. Um, but Rockwood in 2019, so just before COVID and all that stuff, in about August, we performed there, and I got to play with a full band um, and that was just after the album got released. So because I think because the album had just been released, it was 
my most standout because I got to play a lot of the songs from the album, the way that they were produced and it was memorable, it was a great show, I got to run up and down stage and just sing my heart out. When I look at, I think one of your posts that you actually put up, um, you, you've played a gig in Mozam. Yeah. Um, how was yeah, that yeah. whole experience playing in a completely different country? It was so fun. I, I can just explain it as fun. It was a different vibe. It was, yeah, it was such an, a memorable, exciting adventure. So what, you know, being that it's a little bit closer to home, to South Africa, there were a lot of South Africans. So it didn't feel too different, to be honest. Um, but it was very cool to get to say that I've played and sung and performed in Mozambique, yeah. Very beautiful. And looking at, you know, you obviously have the the album. You know, that's art. It's your it's your debut album. Um, you know, what is it? You know, are there any sort of cutaways that are sort of hidden? Maybe songs that never made it into the album, or in actual fact, is there any music that has never surfaced, um, but that you actually have actually recorded, but maybe haven't released before? And if so, like why hasn't it been released? And you know, can we expect uh, for those tracks to be out any time in the future? So, um. I know that Spotify has an acoustic version of June and Johnny, um, which is cool. It's got some violins and stuff in there, which is, or fiddles, which is awesome. Um, I have worked on a lot of music, um, but for the album, we chose the best ones. Those, you know, the ones that stood out the most. Um, and funny enough, when we were doing the album and stuff like that, I was actually performing a lot of the songs that we were writing to see what the audience would most um, appeal to, like what would appeal most to the audience. And from that, we decided on the um, 12 songs that would go onto the album. There will be songs in the future. I'm hoping that there will be. Obviously, it's just um, everything dependent. You know, there's lots of factors that go into it. But I am hoping that in the near future, there will be a second album or maybe um, a single or something, but there's definitely more music. Yeah, and, and you know, you, you sometimes mention, you know, when you talk about some of the stuff that you released, you know, you, you, you use sort of like a collective or like a plural, you say we. Um, when it comes to Zaz being an artist, is there like a whole team behind Zaz? Because I've picked up, you know, even during this conversation, you did mention your producer. And I mean, the mere fact that we even um, doing this interview um, is thanks to, to Frederick as well, who actually reached out to, to, to us, you know, on the emails and stuff. So like how, what, how many people are actually behind, you know, Zaz? Or is Zaz just sort of like yourself doing everything and piecing it together? So Zaz came out of October Sun Productions, which is a recording studio in Durban, in Wessel. And um, there is a team behind it. Obviously, there's the producer and there's um, a mixing, mastering guy. And we also have somebody who helps with social media. And Fred was actually in contact with my producer. Um, so Fred is from Underground Press and he helps artists um with the marketing and i think social media and all those kind of things and through my producer 
Fred helped me get this interview and he's helped me try get Eclipse onto some radio stations and things like that. So I'm certainly not doing it alone. Um, so it is good to have the team and the efforts and obviously the, yeah, I certainly am not the one producing the music or um, mixing and mastering it or all those kind of things, but I try and be involved with all of the, the whole process of everything. How's your family, you know, sort of taken to you making music and sort of picking this as something that you're very serious about and want to do? There are a lot of misconceptions about artists and, and musicians and all that there. So um, how did your family feel about you picking music? Um, I've, I've never had a negative vibe from my family with the music. My dad sings a lot. I mean, before all of this um, and doing the album and stuff, my dad and I would sing karaoke all day on a Sunday together. <laughs> um, and both my sisters sing. My brother plays guitar and drums. So I think we are a very musical-based family. So it was never... It wasn't like I was in a family with a bunch of doctors and then I was becoming an artist or something. So they're all very supportive um where they can they come to shows you know so yeah i'm very lucky in that sense yeah man, that is, it's, it's really cool that you know you've got the support you know coming through from the family i think there's there's literally nothing better you know when it comes to also boosting your confidence and and whatnot so that's really beautiful and just looking at the fact that you know we pretty much spent the majority of 2020 um in, in in a very unique sort of setting considering you know the pandemic and lockdown and and all of that there you know what did sort of zaz you know do during that time frame you know how did you sort of deal with you know the lockdown that came about and having to face the fact that we you know there's like a pandemic going on you know how how did you sort of deal with that so i uh, i certainly kept myself busy <laughs> during lockdown I actually have a full-time job and I was lucky enough to keep working through lockdown from home though. I am a qualified pastry chef. So during lockdown, what I did, um, and you can check it out on Facebook from lockdown from March or however long ago, I decided to do some baking, lockdown baking with Zaz. <laughs> so to keep myself busy, I guess, um, once a week, I think it was for the first five weeks, I decided to put out videos of how to make. The first one I think I did was um, donuts. So I showed like a quick video of how to do donuts and I had my music playing in the background, a song. Um, and with the steps and the recipes and things like that. So I tried to still keep my fans interested but trying a different way because I couldn't do what I wanted to, you know, with all the music and stuff. But I still wanted to try to get my music out there some way. And I think the baking stuff actually got a really good response. Um, I did a video with lemon meringue and chocolate tarts. And that one got a really good response, I think. So um, I think I kept myself busy. At some points I was trying to write as well. Um, but it was good. I think it was good downtime. I certainly enjoyed the downtime. Um, and like I said, I was working from home, so I was doing marking of student work and all those kind of things. So I have been very busy 
And obviously being being like, you know, the show having gotten all the videos, having gotten a good response, could we could we expect like a a baking show from, from Zaz one day or is that sort of not really gonna happen? I'm not sure. There was actually a stage probably about four years ago that I thought, hmm, maybe I'll become a singing chef <laughs> and I'll do some cool video or something. But I don't know. <laughs> But it certainly crossed my mind. <laughs> I know that this is about music and stuff, and we strictly just focus on your music career. But damn, pastry! Like, what? Like, what is that? Is that like okay? I, I don't really know much about it, but all I think of when someone mentions pastry is pie. You know, is it more than that? Yeah, it's more than that. So it's learning croissants, um, tarts, uh, shoe pastry, chocolate eclairs. It's quite in-depth, um, learning how to make puff pastry from scratch for the pie. <laughs> what's, the, what's the secret to a really good croissant? Ooh, patience and temperature. It's really nice that you've got, you know, quite a, um, you know, quite a lot to, to focus on. You know, you've got the music and you've got the whole pastry chef thing going. And I, I don't, I'm not sure if, you, if I got you right, but did you say you're a teacher as well? Or did you say you also teach how to make pastry so i'm a teacher as well so i teach predominantly pastry and how do you sort of you know balance both worlds you know being being a creative you know making the music and being a teacher as well so i'm very lucky that i just work monday to friday which is great so a lot of the times the music is on the weekends and i go to studio once a week and whether i'm writing for myself or not, I work with October Sun Productions to try and hone my skills to get better, to learn a little bit more about writing and producing and all those kind of things um, so that I can do it by myself or try to do things on my own if I had to. Um, yeah. To just transition us into the second segment, we could probably play uh, Eclipse and then, yeah, people can get a taste of that and then we'll come back now. now. Um, so yeah, to anyone who's been listening, um, that was Eclipse by Zaz, and we're just going to be wrapping up basically in this half of the interview. There's just a couple of things that I really just want to know on your end, Zaz. So just looking at you know the local scene, um, or rather the South African music scene, you know, what are some of the names or some of the artists that you'd you know like to work with in future? You know, give us some names and 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 why you'd want to work with those particular artists. Ah. Uh think I would really like to probably work with Prime Circle because um, they seem really, really cool. Um, there's also, I'm just trying to think of some of them. I think it would be a great honor to work with any 
artists in this country, you know, especially those who are, you know, booming the industry. I am very fortunate to be working with Parable 15 um, and I sometimes go on tour with them and get to learn from them. Yeah, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I think Prime Circle would be cool. Oh, okay. Well, who I would really love to collaborate with would be Rubber Duck. Yeah, they're very cool. I would love to collaborate with them, probably learn from them, seeing them perform live. Um, I saw them perform live. I think it was I was obviously before COVID. Um, they were just before Jeremy Jeremy Loops at Durban. I think it was a yeah, it was the the old yeah. mutual thing. Yes, yeah. So I got to see them there, and I love their music. It's and watching them perform live and the saxophone and all those kind of things. It was such a vibe. They, it was incredible. So definitely would love to work with them. Definitely out of all of yeah, definitely Rubber Duck. Yeah. Yo, that that night, that 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 performance there was actually incredible. In fact, that whole was. event was wild. It was crazy, actually. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, would you would we probably be seeing you in one of the stages? You know, one of one of their events. You know, in future, is that a place that you also want to try play at? It would be awesome. <laughs> you know, I've been very fortunate to have started out performing where I performed, where a lot of people yeah. have to climb up the ladder and I didn't have to climb up the ladder. So I kind of, after COVID, I've, I've got to learn back. I've got to learn to climb the ladder again. And hopefully one day I'll get to perform on a big stage like that. You know, for, for anyone who hasn't seen, you know, Zaz performing live, you know, what is it that we can expect from, you know, a Zaz performance? So it all depends, you know, I, I've been fortunate enough to play with a band, um, but a lot of the time before that, I was playing with tracks. But going out in the new year and 2021 and future, I am going to be trying and hopefully succeeding to play with just me and a guitar, and hopefully it is still as powerful as it was before. So if you if you basically if it's just you and the guitar, are you basically saying that we could basically expect sort of a more toned down, more stripped down version of the of your tracks, the the ones that we're familiar with from you know the studio recorded ones, or is it more or less like yeah. the same kind of vibe? So it will be stripped down in the sense that there's not all the equipment, but it will still be the same kind of energy from my vocals it'll still be as powerful it's still the same tempos i'm trying to keep the vibe um the same in terms of like the speed and as powerful as it is so it will be a little bit different but hopefully just as great talk me through your your very first you know musical experience like as far back as you as you can remember the very first time you did anything, you know, musical? So when I was younger, I was obsessed with Britney Spears. <laughs> it's become a joke. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I remember singing in our lounge, I think, when I was younger. And I, I can't remember where I got these backing tracks from, but I would literally sing Britney Spears songs over and over and over and over again. And then there was a stage when I was in grade eight, so when I was 14, where I got to go 
I did vocal lessons and with the vocal lessons, I got to go into a studio and the guy who was doing the vocal lessons would record a song. So the first song that I ever recorded was actually Unfaithful by Rihanna. <laughs> so it's it's so funny to go back and like listen to it. I certainly wouldn't be putting it out. <laughs> but it is, it's cool to, to see where you've started and where you go. And funny enough, I will sing, um, let's say, a cover of a song. For example, Kerry Underwood sings a song before he cheats. And when I first sang that song, I really battled, um, you know, just to get the notes and all those kind of things. But as you sing it more and more, you start to hit the range. And over time, you get better and better. So it's cool to see the progress. This this recording, uh, this, this unfaithful recording, are you telling me it's like locked up somewhere? Like it can never be found, like literally. Yeah. <laughs> My sister actually sent it. I thought I'd lost it because I don't, I don't know. I'm not very good at keeping things saved or anything. And she's just like, I have it. I'll send it to you. And she sends it. I actually don't know where it is now after she sends it. But when she sends it to me, it was just after the album got released that I got to hear it again. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> So yes, it's locked away. <laughs> I can actually relate to that though, because I feel like it's a process that you need to go through. Like you can't just, you know, randomly wake up and be super dope. Because like if, if you had to actually go back and listen to some of our earlier episodes, it's cringe. Like I'll even say it now. And these are not locked away. These are like available to everyone to listen to. <laughs> so I completely relate to that. It makes a lot of sense. And just, you know, one thing that I really just wanted to know as well is we know Zaz, the, the, the artist, we know Zaz, the pastry chef, the pastry chef teacher. You know, what do you do in your spare time? You mentioned to me in the, in the first chat, you know, that you did some gardening earlier on today. You know, besides the gardening, you know, what else does Zaz, can we catch Zaz sort of doing when she's not making music or making uh, pastry stuff? So, you know, I know it's like cheesy to say, but obviously spending time with my family and friends is quite a big thing. Um, in my spare time, I just really try to chill to try get some me time alone time and it's often watching series playing games on my phone I, I try to just chill out so I'm not one to go to the beach and obviously we can't go to the beach right now but I'm not one to go to the beach but I am one to like swim chill out by the pool um just relax I have gorgeous little niece and nephew that I love spending time with so um yeah so in my spare time I just try to uh decompress from the busyness of life I try not to be too busy if I don't have to be yeah you definitely need some of that time out you know from from the hectic you know life of an artist and a musician I can definitely appreciate that you mentioned series and I know that quite a lot of people are into that people that listen to the show as well what 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 is your favorite series like right now what are you watching I know people will like either roll their eyes or they'll be with me but I love Grey's Anatomy <laughs> so <laughs> Grey's Anatomy and Station 19 have just, like, I've just watched up to date with them. There's another one that I've just watched with my mom um, called A Million Little Things. And if you haven't watched it and whoever's listening, A Million Little Things is amazing. It is about real life, about um, depression, 
suicide, all those kind of things. And it's not like 13 reasons. It's like as an adult, the the drama that you go through. And I really enjoyed watching that. So I enjoy watching series that are going to make me cry or laugh or smile. Um, something that's going to make me want to watch more. So, yeah. <laughs> Okay, like for, from my perspective, like I've never really watched Grey's Anatomy, but I, uh-huh. I do know <laughs> like a lot of people, like you said, will roll their eyes and all yeah. that. But I'm pretty sure people watch it for a reason. Like if you had to try sell yeah. it to me, like what makes Grey's Anatomy so good? Like why should someone try it out? Anyone who's listening. Because it's relatable. Because it shows you like things that you wouldn't think of that people go through, you know, like you could end up in hospital tomorrow for some reason. So it's cool to see that. And now with the latest season, I, th- I think it's season 19. I'm not even sure what number we're on. Um, but the latest season, and I know a lot of other shows are doing it is they brought the COVID thing into it. It's been such a great way to carry on watching it because there's things that I don't know about COVID um, or what people go through and they're putting it into the show so it's it's so like real and and you know sometimes you'll watch a show and be like oh that's not unrealistic you know like yeah, whatever but it's crazy watching it and thinking oh my gosh this is actually what we're going through it's a great show because they've always I've never got bored of it there's always something crazy going on can i can i like literally jump into season 19 or do i have to start from the beginning because i'm considering it now after that pitch i think you could try i i think i told somebody somebody asked me and i said maybe what i would do is go from 18 but um just to understand all the characters um i would go from maybe 18 but I think you could start at 19. It's pretty interesting. I think you'll learn quickly all the characters, but I would maybe start at the season before. Um, yeah. You really sold it really well there. That's that's really dope. <laughs> Just looking back at the young Zaz, the Britney Spears mm-hmm. singing Zaz, if you had to go back in time and talk to, uh, you know, the, the, the child version of yourself that was singing the Britney Spears songs, you know, what would you sort of... What advice would you give that 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 little child there? Never give up. Never, never think that you're not good enough. Um, never think that you can't do it. Because if you put your mind to something, you can achieve it. And I feel like that is actually something that even just anyone in general could even you know take as as a piece of advice. It, it's really beautiful, and I think it's beneficial to everyone. So so yeah, shout out to you for that one. My final question to you is. You have to pick one, like you have to pick one and you're going to be playing alongside this artist. You know, I'm going to pick your influences here. Carrie Underwood, uh, Kelsey Ballerini, Pink and Kelly Clarkson. You have to pick one that you're going to be playing with. Um, who would you pick to play with and why that particular artist? Um, I think that I would pick Kelly Clarkson because I feel that she, I could learn a lot from her out of, out of those three, I definitely think I would learn the most from Kelly Clarkson. And she just seems to have an amazing personality. And I think that she would be really fun to work with. 
And you know, just considering Kelly Clarkson's, you know, career, I, if I'm not mistaken, she she was on Idols, eh? That's how she she basically popped. Yeah. Would you ever consider taking that route? You know, considering we're in South Africa, you know, South African Idols is like in our faces every single year. Is this something that you'd you'd consider, perhaps, or is it something that you sort of you know been staying away from for the time being? So there were there have been moments where I've thought about it and thought about the voice and all those kind of things and. I kind of feel like I don't really want to go down that path and I feel like I'm getting older. (laughs) I'm not as young as, I think if I was younger, maybe, but I think at the age that I'm at now, I think I want to just keep trying to pursue with the direction that I'm going and I want to try my best to make it big without that, you know? Yeah, I know. It makes, makes a lot of sense. Now, considering that we are fresh into the new year, 2021, what can, you know, we as Zaz fans expect from you? What is coming up? You've got the album out. You've got the singles doing really well. You know, what's what's next for you? So next for me is kind of I'm trying to um, knuckle down, if you can say it like that. I'm trying to knuckle down and do the guitar and Zaz thing. So for this, for the future and for this next year, I'm hoping that COVID disappears quickly and can start booking some great gigs and all those kind of things and slowly start getting and gaining all the confidence that I need to play guitar with just the guitar and my vocals and to hopefully be as successful doing it like that than what I was um, playing with a band or with tracks, all those kind of things. Yeah, that is that is really cool, and I think it it leaves you know something for for your fans, you know, to sort of look forward to and all that. And I really hope that even just anyone who has been listening to this chat, you know, has learned a lot more about you as well. I certainly have. So I just want to thank you, Zaz, for joining me on the show and allowing me to have a chat with you. Um, I know it's it's under some hectic circumstances considering the pandemic and also the load shedding. Um, but yeah, I'm really grateful that you, you came through and I really appreciate this. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you. I think this has been really fun and really cool. Um, yeah, it was awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, is there, is there, are there any parting words that you want to give to, to followers of Zaz and people that have been supporting you over the years? Yeah. So basically what I would have said to myself as a, as a young Zaz is, you know, no matter what, and I know we're going through COVID and all those kind of things, but the only thing that's going to help us get through all of this is holding on to hope, make a, a dream board, focus, all those kind of things, choose your destination and don't give up on your dreams. No matter what, I know that COVID's and a lot, a lot of people have, um, people have lost jobs, some people haven't got married, there's like people aren't gigging there's so many things that COVID has affected but if you just focus on the goal your goal the thing that you wanted to accomplish regardless of COVID hopefully and um we pray that it will you'll be able to do it you'll be able to achieve everything that you set your heart to do thank you so much for those words of wisdom Zaz really appreciate it um if people want to get in touch with you online reach out to you listen to your music drop your emails follow you on social media where do we sort of do that so on facebook um it's just Zaz um i know that it is at country Zaz um if you do the username thing i think um so it's just Zaz and you'll see 
my cover picture is actually um, the picture from my Crash music video, video. So if you haven't seen, I have two music videos out, um, Crash and Collide, which are pretty cool. So check those out. They are on YouTube. Um, so I've got a YouTube channel. Um, again, Zaz, it, it should come up. Um, if you say Zaz these first steps, a lot of the time it will come up. Um, and Instagram is at countryzaz. Um, I'm not really very big on Twitter at the moment. So I haven't been tweeting. Um, but mainly Instagram and Facebook is the main thing. And then YouTube. And I also have a website. That is dope. Um, obviously, to anyone listening to this, um, you're probably going to be listening to it through SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts or maybe even Spotify. We are Sludge Underground Podcast on Facebook, at Sludge Underground on Instagram, at Sludge Underground and Twitter, at Sludge 031. And yeah, guys, as for myself, it's at Zwane 031. Please do check out uh, all our content. All our stuff is up on the casual sex store. Do um, support the show and please do support Zaz as well, you know, with all her music and all her YouTube channels. And yeah, check out the music and please continue to to support local i think we should close the shadows considering it's doing the rounds um on, on all the radio stations so we're going to be playing out with that track there i want to thank you one more time again zaz for for coming through to the show really appreciate this and really hope to link up with you soon and really hope that you stay safe through the pandemic and that yeah we, we link up in, in some shape or form i hope this isn't the last time great thank you so much keep on stay safe Hair down. Girls